0: time I've me and Mike have followed each other on Twitter I've never met him I guarantee you I've walked by him and just I don't if you don't have your Twitter avatar face on I don't know who you are and I do it all the time. But I, I follow him and I love his work. I think he does. I think he's one of the best, honestly. That covers Nashville uh, and, and Tennessee Titans with just such accuracy and precision. A lot of numbers, a lot of a lot of that side. I, I'm a feel guy. I like to talk about feel of what I feel with the team. Uh, he backs it up with facts and analytics. Uh, columnist over at paulkaharski.com, also host of the Mike Herndon Show uh, for Broadway Sports Network. Mike, thank you so much for joining us, buddy yeah absolutely uh thanks for having me and uh yeah excited to talk some ball with you guys absolutely so we're there's a lot i mean the titans have a lot going on obviously there is a lot of it is it is speculation season right now the cuts that came out let's start there uh with the cuts that happened of the four players that moved on did any of that even surprise you remotely No, I, I pretty much felt like all those were coming. I mean, maybe like Randy Bullock
1: surprised me just a little bit because, I mean, the cap savings weren't a lot. Um, and he's not not a good kicker, but he was at least uh, more reliable than whatever, uh, you know, they cobbled together in that disaster season a few years ago. So um, I, I wasn't sure if they'd move on from him or not. But, I mean, yeah, you know, they can do better, I'm, I'm sure of it. Um, but I, I guess besides Bullock, maybe the most – and not surprising because I I expected it to happen. But the one that I think you could have argued about was Robert Woods, like whether you just need a veteran in that wide receiver room. I, I think it, it just became a thing where it was very difficult to argue that the veteran presence was worth $12 million uh, that you saved by cutting him, especially given their cap situation. So um, yeah, I was, I was not really surprised by any of those uh, those four cuts and uh, yeah, we'll see what, what the next uh, round or rounds or, whatever this ends up looking like happens. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we do see a surprise or two, but uh, not yet.
0: Who would be those names that you would think uh, would be shocking to everybody? I mean, obviously the big ones are Ryan Tannehill, Derek Henry. That would show what the Tennessee Titans are probably going to be doing going forward. But outside of those two names, who would you be shocked or maybe even on the other side of that, not so shocked that the Titans move on from?
1: I think everyone pretty much expects Bud Dupree to be uh, uh, released at some point. Um, I think you could, again, you can make an argument that, all right, if you release Bud Dupree, what do you have at outside linebacker? You've got Harold Landry coming off an ACL, which we learned with Bud Dupree is not always the easiest uh, recovery or the cleanest recovery, especially in year one. Um, And then you have a 33-year-old Danico Autry who's really kind of playing out of position uh, in that group and Rashad Weaver, who, I mean, he flashed early and really faded late. Um, I'm not sure you want him as a starter. So I don't, again, I I think it makes sense to cut him just because I think you can find somebody to replace his production with, with that $9 million that they'd save. Um, But I, I think he would kind of be the next most obvious guy. And then, you know, you mentioned Tannehill, you mentioned Henry. I think there's, Arguments to be made for moving on from both of those guys for various reasons. Um, that would certainly tip their hand considerably about whether or not this is a uh, rebuild or retool or whatever you want to call it. You know, kind of how how deep they're going to dig into this thing. I think that would give us a pretty good tip. Um, the other two guys that I think, you know, you could at least consider looking at here. Um, you know, Taylor Luan brought up Ben Jones um, as a possible cut. I kind of assumed he would retire after the two concussions this year. And um, I would be surprised if the Titans cut him, but you know, if he's not back um, I think that would be at least understandable just because age and injuries and uh, you know, two concussions in one season is is pretty scary business. Um, and then the other one I, that I don't think many people are talking about, but I think you can make a really good case for maybe not cutting him, but trading him. Cause I still think he has value is Danico Autry. Cause I mean the guy's 33 years old. He he's fantastic player still. Like he's still super productive, super good player. I, I don't think you do this if if your plan is to try to come back and compete for the division again this year and you're you're not getting rid of Tannehill, you're not getting rid of Henry, you're just gonna kind of make the easy cuts and and try to rebuild the offensive line and see where things go. I don't think you probably move Autry. But if you're looking at all right we're not competing in 2023 uh for anything beyond like maybe maybe competing for the afc south but we know we're we're dead in the water after that if you really give that honest assessment of the franchise what does a 33 year old you know kind of tweener pass rusher bring you in 2024 and beyond cuz it's not much i mean he would be out of contract in 2024 so you'd have to re-sign him to a new deal anyways and you could save seven million bucks by uh you know trading them away and get some draft assets that maybe you help rebuild that offensive line. And if you're targeting, you know, twenty twenty four uh and and beyond, then I think I think that's where you start to look at maybe maybe it's maybe it's Audrey's time to go.
0: Talking with Mike Herndon. You can follow him on Twitter at Mike Herndon NFL, host of the Mike Herndon Show on Broadway Sports. Uh, so let's, let's move on a little bit here to who they may bring in, right? You're taking people out, then it might be people you get to bring in. And this is, I mean, look, Mike. I'm I'm radio guy in the hell out of this right now. Bobby Wagner just got a, the news uh, that we, we will no longer see Bobby Wagner with the Los Angeles Rams. Jeffrey Simmons tweeting out at Bobby Wagner saying, what, what was his tweet? Come on, bro. Tennessee is wonderful. I'll help make your job a little easier as well. Do you think there's any piece of that? Because you do have to replace the Zach Cunningham loss.
1: You know, I, I think it kind of depends on what they want to do with David Long. Uh, if they want to bring David Long back, which I think David Long's a, a fantastic linebacker, I think the question is whether you can trust his hamstrings to to make it through a 17 game season plus you know whatever playoff run you might go on. Um, so if they don't bring David Long back and you're looking at replacing basically two starting inside linebackers, I could see Wagner. Like I, I think Monty Rice is probably likely ready to step up into one of those starting linebacker roles, but if you could put Wagner with Rice. You know, maybe that's a, a good – because at, at his age, Wagner's not going to break the bank, um, even though he's still a productive and, and um, you know, very good player even, you know, at, at an advanced age. I think that makes some sense. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't totally rule it out. Um, but, again, it kind of comes down to, you know, are they going for it in uh, 2023? Um, because if they're not, then, you know, adding a 30, mid-30s, you know, Year-old linebacker is probably not a a good move for longevity' sake. Uh,
0: that you know that that's a question I think that a lot of people are trying to answer right now is what is the goal of this Titans team in 2023? It's I'm, I'm on the idea that it needs to be a reset. I'm not 100% sure that they're actually going to do that or rebuild whatever the, the colloquial yeah. word that they want to try to throw on it to make it seem like it's not that big of a deal. But I, I, I think they need to do that. Where, what are your thoughts on that going forward? Because I, I've been wondering with the Derrick Kennedy, Ryan Tannehill situation, whatever happens there, they kind of tip their hat to say, okay, we're going to do this if we move on from this player.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I, I think I think this team
0: topped out in,
1: you know, 2020, 2021. I mean, they really like 2021 was the year. They went for it. They went and they traded for Julio Jones. The whole idea was you've got Julio, you've got AJ, you've got Derek, uh, and then, you know, a good offensive line, all that stuff. And the defense, you know, kind of let them down, as did uh, you know, at, you know, ultimately Julio Jones. Um, but it was, uh that was the year to go for it. You know, last year was a diminished version of the year before, and I think this year would be just like another diminished version of, of what this current core is. I just don't see how they're going to compete in the AFC. We're not, with, not with the Chiefs and the, the Bengals, the Bills. I mean, you know, your mileage may vary on the Jaguars. I, I think their arrow is, is very clearly pointing up, Um, and I think it will be tough for the Titans to win the division this coming season. Uh, with with the Jaguars looking like a team that's kind of primed to to go on a little bit of a run here. Um but yeah, I, I just think if they're if they're honest with where they're at right now and the state of the roster, everything like that, the number of holes they have to fill, I think you can make a really good case for let's let's rebuild the offensive line. Uh let's let's rip the Tannehill Band-aid off. Let's get some assets for for him and for Henry and for Autry and some of these guys. And, uh, let's, let's start building for what this team looks like in 2024, 2025, uh, as they're moving into this new stadium that, that, uh, the Titans are currently trying to get built. So, um, that would be my approach if I was running the team, but, uh, you know, I don't know what appetite Mike Brable or Amy Adams strong have for that kind of approach. Um, and I'm sure that would have been, uh, kind of, a uh, requirement that the, the GM that ran Carthon eventually, uh. Uh, was hired on because he was in alignment with whatever their vision is for what this looks like uh as far as a retool, rebuild, you know, competitive uh whatever it was David Poyle called the Predators thing. Um, <laughs> you know, it's uh it's I think that's that's gotta be they've got to be in alignment on that. But I you know, if that's anybody's guess at this point as to what what their vision is for this.
0: Talking with Mike Herndon, you can follow him on Twitter at Mike Herndon NFL uh, columnist with paul Garsky.com. uh i the the titans are such an enigma they they really are i think that's that's like the biggest question right now across the nfl because i i say this a lot like it's okay to rebuild i think titans fans or just any nfl franchise would freak out at the idea of like oh we got to change we got to do something new and uh, they think, oh, well, that's a 10-year process. And that's not, frankly, the case. You can look at teams like um, like, like, Joe Burrow and, and the Bengals. You get the right guy in and, and figure it out. A couple of years, you're back up. Or Matt Stafford and the Rams, they're right back up, and they win a Super Bowl. And, uh, and even before that, when they went to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff, you know, they, 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 you can rebuild and be better. It all does start with the draft, though, Mike. What, In your eyes, what should the Titans do? If they keep this roster the same and don't make any moves night of the draft, they don't have a freak out of, you know, a, a panic trade of A.J. Brown to the Eagles and try to move <laughs> up, what what would you do with that 11th pick? You know, I
1: guess it kind of depends on what is available from a quarterback standpoint. I You know, I think it's pretty unlikely that they're going to be able to have the ammunition to get all the way up to one, to get their guy. Cause I, I think that's going to be a coveted pick if the bears do decide to move it. Um, but if, you know, say let's, let's say CJ Stroud falls and he's around, you know, pick six or so, he gets past the Texans past the Colts and he's sitting there, you know, I could see a, an argument for, okay, let's pull the trigger now and go get that quarterback that we feel like if, if they feel like CJ Stroud is the guy or whoever it may be, I'm just using him as a uh, you know kind of name to plug in there. Um if
0: they you just feel didn't like want to say that, Will Levis, just admit it. You didn't want to say Will Levis.
1: <laughs> I definitely did not want to say Will Levis. Um yeah, I'm anti-Levis all the way. Uh but it is um it's definitely, a you know, an interesting scenario where you could get the guy in the building. I mean, yes, they are not going to be ready. Like, they don't have the infrastructure in place to, like, really support a rookie quarterback right now. But, hey, neither did the Bengals when they got Joe Burrow. Neither did the Bills when they got Josh Allen. These teams got the guy in the building and then built around him. And you can do it either way. So, I think if the quarterback falls into a range where they could move up and get him, I think you go get him. Um, if a, there's not a quarterback that they're in love with, or, or the guy that they're in love with goes before they can realistically get up there, I think you got to go left tackle. And I think there's good ones to be had there, whether it's Paris Johnson Jr. or, uh, Broderick Jones. Um, I think either of those would be excellent picks right there and, and kind of set that point, but you've got to get a premium player at a premium position, whether that be quarterback, uh, you know, left tackle, or, you know, I'd say edge rusher, but you know, I, I, Given all the needs on offense, you would be hard pressed to to get me to go for a defender in this draft.
0: Mike Herndon has been our guest. Follow him on Twitter at Mike Herndon NFL. He has twenty five thousand followers. We really want to get him to twenty six. Twenty five is just not enough, Mike. We got we got to get we got to bump those numbers up. You know
1: that's right you know 26 is really the magic number that's where things really take <laughs> off ever
0: mike i appreciate you coming on man i it's I, I can't believe i haven't had you on before i want to get you on as much as we possibly can especially this offseason thanks so much
1: yeah i'd love to do it I appreciate you guys having me
0: great stuff there i'm telling you on twitter that is he is a tremendous follow I, he's probably your favorite media's favorite follow that, that i honestly think that I, I bet you there's a lot of people that go on there and say well you know